Hi, and welcome to the Dirty Side podcast. I am your one of your two co-hosts, Luke, and I'm joined by... Kian. Uh, Happy New Year, Keon. It's 2019 and we've got a fresh Formula One season ahead of us. It is. Happy New Year to you too. Thank you. It's a belated one. Very Um, belated. We're only like three months deep. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But uh, it's been and we just watched the Melbourne race. Yeah, it was uh, definitely not what we were expecting, was it? No, it wasn't. It was a uh, some some new faces showing some uh, some review some metal, some yeah. metal, some renewed vigor, um, some disappointing entrances into the 2019 season. It's it was it was interesting and also a little sad as well. I've I've been watching F1 for I don't know how many years, and uh, as far back as I can remember, Charlie Whiting was a grand figure at every race. I think one of the drivers was quoted as saying that he'd been to. Um, every race since, you know, whatever year and Charlie Whiting, or I think it was Martin Brundle who said that he had been <laughs> every race that he had ever attended or been to Charlie Whiting was there. So wow, that's he's like, he was basically defined F1 yeah, for it's, a really long time. It's monumental. And it, and it was quite sad to hear he, 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 uh, was it a blood clot? Yeah. I'm, I'm not, I'm not really sure exactly how it went down. It was a blood clot. Apparently this can happen. Um, especially after air travel. Um, it's, and he was only 66 years old. He was not old by any stretch. No. And he was, he was in, um, seemingly in good health and doing what Charlie Whiting does. So quite, uh, quite a, quite a tragic loss to the, to the, you know, entire F1 community. Yeah. And you could see the effect they had where they all stood, uh, and said, thank you, Charlie, with a banner up on the, yeah, I really like how a lot of the drivers or a lot of the teams had, um, uh, a tribute to Charlie Whiting on the on the halo, which you could see from the from the camera inside yeah. the car. Yeah, it was uh, it was it was touching. A little sad start to the to the weekend, but um, yeah, definitely definitely a somber start to the season. It's it's very it's very very tragic, but. Uh, the you know the show must go on, as they say. That's true, and, and uh, I mean, give us your give us your take on quali. Um, uh, yeah, so were you surprised? Uh, were you? I mean, people were all about Ferrari um, during winter testing. Uh, You're right. They they definitely. I mean, testing is about testing. It's not really. It's not a race. You're not actually trying to be top of the charts. You're actually trying to gather data. But and if anything, you're trying to gather data without showing what you're really capable of. Yeah, I mean, people say that, and they talk about sandbagging, but I don't know how much actual strategic impact sandbagging has. I think it's the team does what they need to do with the what, like they do what is going to give them the best um, operational data to to go on at the time. Like if they need to develop certain parts of the car that they're wondering about, they might actually test like two or three different variations of that part on the car. So I don't really think it's about testing themselves against other teams. Although of course people also wonder like, where are we, where are we, you know, so sometimes they put in like low fuel laps and, and try to like uh, get some sense over the several days of testing where they actually land. And after this testing, it was basically, everyone was like, wow, well, Ferrari's really stealing the show. And I mean, I don't think no team could have no team could have believed any sandbagging from Williams. They were atrocious. Uh, 
<laughs> they, yeah, I mean, no team could have been like, okay, they're they're sandbagging by a few seconds because they were so bad that that's not even sandbagging. That's they weren't just sandbagging. pure shit. <laughs> the, the beach was like built into the car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no, it was it's... so bad. And I mean, apparently <clears throat> they were uh, they were so bad that apparently they basically like scrapped their car. And they're, they're going to be like three races behind or something. Yeah. Something crazy. And uh, it was telling. I mean, uh, today they, they finished so far behind. Even even in qualifying, George Russell was seconds and seconds behind like the the next the next Carlos Sainz in, in quali. So it, it, I don't know. It's not good for a, for a team that needs to do well this year. They've started further back than where they already were last year so it doesn't it doesn't bode well for a for a team that is is probably going to start to struggle financially at the end of this year if they have these results oh i think they're they've been struggling financially for a while um i don't even know I'm how t- they're pulling it off this year to be honest if it, if it weren't for the kubica's uh it's the kubica's K- money from poland yeah it's polish money for sure i mean uh, it's not entirely polish money they i'm sure they have some other Solutions and some other uh, sources of cash influx, but whoever, whoever is giving them money this year cannot be very well pleased about their progress. No, no, and, and and like I think I said to you earlier that like the money the the money that they had from Stroll, they they didn't make any gains from, from Stroll's that, dad. Yeah, yeah, from Stroll's father, they didn't. They, there was no gains made there, and and then obviously the yeah. No, they botched last year's car, and they were supposed to figure out how to get their shit together this year, and in striking fashion, they did not get their shit together. No, they didn't even have a car, Luke, to like test for the first two days of testing. Or yeah, something. and uh, is it coming down to their chassis? Is it the sh- is it a chassis issue? Is it? Is it arrow? Is it? I think it's an it's an everything issue. I mean, just like from the ground up, everything is wrong. I haven't heard a single person point to like one specific area, saying that you know, um, you know, like there's there's too much uncontrolled air, and or our front wing is messed up, or rear wing, or the balance, like nothing. It's always about like just we got it wrong. And we're like seconds behind everyone else, so yeah, it's uh, it's disappointing. And I mean, uh, like I said, no one would believe that they could be sandbagging <laughs> the amount of time they were behind. But yeah, no, they, and and but you know, not okay. So ignoring them for a second, Renault is pretty much kind of where they were last year, maybe a little bit worse. Yeah, and that's um, uh, that's another good point. Renault, what we we I think you and I both thought that Renault was going to make a step up the order. St- yeah, but it looks like Haas has taken a step yeah. forward. I mean, we'll talk about that a little, like get into it a bit more when we talk about the race and quality results, but for just from testing, uh, Haas looked, you know, decent. Renault did not look as good, but it's always difficult to tell in testing. Yeah. Um, what was... Uh, like even McLaren didn't look that great in testing. Although they they did have one day, I think that uh, science science did pretty well. But um, it was almost like Renault weren't doing well in testing. That you thought, well, it's fine. They're just going to really bring it to uh, to Melbourne. And but it's actually kind of like, oh no, they they, they kind of were shit. Like how they were in testing <laughs> is kind of how how it's translating to race. And I mean, when is the next upgrade coming up? It's uh, the. Th- it's, it's usually the third or the fourth third race. Third or fourth race. So yeah. there's, there's still got a couple races to go. 
Um, and, yeah. and and it looks yeah. like there's a clearly defined ladder already, just by yeah. what we've seen. I know Melbourne yeah. throws up a lot of topsy turvy yeah. uh, incidences, but yeah, yeah. So okay, before we like actually dive into Melbourne, like I think basically from testing, the main take home point, um, <clears throat> the the main surprises were. Uh, well, actually, there weren't even that many surprises. I, I, the, like the hand, the teams didn't show their hand too much, except that we all found out that Williams was like absolutely made no progress, and uh, that there was it was suggested that uh, Sauer or now Alfa Romeo was actually doing quite well in the midfield because of their front wing design, and that they were going to be you know they were going to surprise a lot of people this year. But other than that. I mean, the Mercs didn't look that great in testing, but it was like all about Ferrari, which is why Melbourne was really quite shocking. And I don't think the Ferrari people were really quite prepared for how they ended up doing. Yeah, and I mean, you could really tell with um, with Vettel's response when he when he said, "Well, we was just slow," and it was very very harsh and abrasive. And he he just says, "We we didn't have the pace." Like. We had no pace, so it it, uh, it it was surprising. I mean, is uh, Ferrari already that far behind? Yeah, no, it that? wasn't. We're not talking about like four seconds, right? We're talking about like something like 21, 22 seconds behind. Yeah, it's it's telling. Uh, or maybe that was like twenty. It was a twenty-two seconds to Hamilton and twenty-four to Ferrari, but it was uh, a shocking amount of time. And I think. I don't know if I read this right, but it wasn't wasn't Valtteri talking about potentially was he talking about pitting for tires so that you go for fastest slap? It was something yes. absurd. Yeah, he was saying on the radio, they're like, "All right, Bottas, you you've got the race," and then he goes, "No, no, no, I, w- I want to pit so I can get the fastest lap oh, and get the extra points." I, I don't know. I don't know if that was right because, like, I don't know if twenty twenty two seconds is enough to cover a stop. I don't think it would be. Maybe he was just talking about turning up the engine mode or something. But uh, anyway, it was. It was it was it was astounding. I mean, when I watched Quali, I uh, I didn't expect Mercedes to be that far ahead, and I was quite impressed, quite impressed by um, Bottas's first Q3 lap. I mean, I thought he had done it. Like uh, I, I was shocked at how good it was. Yeah, and and, then- and Hamilton just like. He he messed up his first Q three lap, and then he just pulled something out of his ass. And as you, like he does, like, like he does. A, as you put it, he pulled Hamilton and and got pole. It was yeah, uh, and, and and he it was almost like oh wait, he woke up and he was like I can't no I can't let this happen I can't can't let Valtteri get pole, and uh, you, you felt really bad for Valtteri because he looked kind of like deflated because he, he thought he had done it, but holy shit, what I don't even like I can we don't even need to comment like that because. <laughs> Was it was it was it Coulthard? No, was it was a Weber who interviewed him afterwards? Oh, let me take this. Okay, <laughs> so Jesus, that was one of the. Now I, I I love I've got a love hate relationship with Weber. I I followed him as a as as a youngster when he raced in Minardi and then Jaguar and then he went to Williams and mm-hmm. then he went to uh, Red Bull and yep. got himself into a championship winning car. As you can see, I'm giving everyone historical context here. Mm-hmm. I followed this man and then he just did such a shit interview post race. <laughs> you couldn't have two men that are diametrically opposed in terms of being able to talk. <laughs> 
talk and hold a conversation. Yeah. One man who's never interviewed or had any media responsibility in his life compared to a fucking stale robot who, <laughs> who even though he's just won his first Formula One race, doesn't really have a personality or a sense of humor. So it was one of the worst and most awkward, uh, <laughs> awkward fucking post-race interviews to the point where Weber had to say, oh, oh, uh, look at your trophy. You've got some fucking glitter Confetti. on it. <laughs> it's like, fuck, Confetti. man. Yeah. There were even... I saw people walking away from the interview. Like the crowd usually stays for the whole thing. <laughs> I was there. There were shots on the camera with people walking away, but um, yeah, <laughs> it was. It I, wasn't, mean, it was it, I don't know. Formula One seemed to do these really corny, too, cheesy yeah. shit with Will Smith, and yeah. don't get me started. But, <laughs> but to his, I will say to his credit, though. Um, okay, well, so there there have been <laughs> terrible interviews of Kimi Räikkönen because Kimi literally is like he just. He just destroys interview questions. Like he just like it's like skeet shooting. Yes, <laughs> they and, fire they, them up and he shoots them down, and they they land with like a thud. But he does it so uh, matter of factly and so like bluntly that it's that it's almost humorous. It's like watching a hitman. It's, it's, al- it's almost humorous when it's Raikkonen, but like Bottas is like also has no personality, but doesn't have that completely over the top, like don't care attitude. He still seems like he's sort of trying to answer the questions, which makes it even worse. Yes. And then you've got Weber who just doesn't know and tries to put in here some no, of these Weber, Australianisms. No, yeah, yeah, you know, Weber, it was like Weber was, was, it was like interviewing a piece of toast. Like it didn't matter who he was talking to. But it's like, he it's was like just the gonna butter run, knife trying yeah. to interview the piece of toast. It, it's two fucking he was blunt to objects. Run, he, was, he was trying to run through his questions. He had like a script and he just <laughs> wanted to run through it. But he stuttered on yeah. it. I was, I was no, disappointed. Was Weber disappointed me in his last couple of years racing for Red Bull. And he certainly disappointed me now in, in his interviewing. Yeah. So no, I agree. But um, I mean, let's, uh, it's just, let's, we're talking about the, the, how bad the post-race interview was, but let's get back to the race, the, the actual race. I don't know what the hell happened. And when, when, when uh, Weber actually asked him like, what, what did you eat for breakfast? Um, but I said, <laughs> like porridge or something, but, but like, seriously, that, but that's an Australian thing to ask yeah, I know, I and, know, and it doesn't translate to the Icelandic <laughs> fucking folk. He's Finnish. He's not Icelandic. He's well, Finnish. they listen to Icelandic yeah. music, yeah. but <laughs> maybe, um, <laughs> but it doesn't translate well. So I yeah. don't know Weber, no, go, I, go back and learn some fucking no, I, Finnish I, I, co- I colloquialisms. I, I get it. But, but I think the point was. Um, what he was trying to get across was where the hell did that come from? Because nobody expected it, and no. I think even Valtteri didn't really expect it. He 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 acted all tough afterwards, like he had been trading all off season to get his head together, which he probably had been. But he literally seemed almost as astounded as everyone else. He was like, "I don't know, I don't know what just happened." Because it's I got an amazing start. I was in to- total command. Like he, it was almost like he was incredulous. Yeah, I, I think it was. Um, it was telling because we've never seen we've never seen him do that before, and we've never no, seen we, we saw him. We saw him put in some really good performances when he was at Williams. Like, uh, what was it, like three years ago or something? Yeah, but I'm talking about in, in the in the Merc. We've never seen him. No, in the, Merc, ha- in, the, in, the Merc, in the Merc, in the Merc, we've seen shit from him. We've seen sure. shit from him, and especially off the stars. We've never seen such a, uh, I don't know how to, how, to, how to put it, such a, a cam- not a kamikaze, but just such a ferocious fucking start to just go, you know what, Hamilton, yeah. you may be reigning world champion, but yeah. I'm going to try and give it to you. And well, he, 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 his star was ridiculous. Like he had no, no wheel spin, got a lot of good traction. 
And he held his held his line, and and he didn't do that at all last year. Like no, Hamilton was no. able to get all over him. Yeah. And what was the, the minus twenty morale? Like he, uh, yeah, <laughs> he was so deflated in Sochi and uh, in Azerbaijan when he had that flat tire. He just he was yeah he was definitely somebody who had a lot of talent, a lot of potential, or who has had that. And last year just went like as bad as it possibly could have gone for anyone. Like he couldn't have scripted it it to be any worse and so i'm i mean in a way i'm really happy like it was yeah it was it was a really good omen for me that in the in the title sequence in the opening sequence he had this like kind of like badass lumberjack beard going on yeah well he did go to the forest with his dogs so <laughs> it's that's, uh, what, that's what johnny herbert says yeah I from stalking him on instagram i mean yeah herbert does seem like he's on meth but i think he <laughs> i think his facts are credible uh, <laughs> it's true. I did. I did occasionally creep him on on Instagram, and definitely had dogs. Yeah, he. I, I just think that um, we both have said that if, if Bottas doesn't bring it by probably by the summer break, then that's going to be Ocon's seat. And uh, and then I, I I mentioned to you post race that. Uh, when they were at the garage and the Mercedes garage and they were uh, celebrating, everyone looked happy bar one person. And that was <laughs> yes, fucking true. Ocon because if this, if this man, if this minus 20 morale Finnish Icelandic man keeps uh, racing like he does, <laughs> then he, he's, it's going to be great. It's going to be great because you know what? Getting to Hamilton said. It's going to be great for us watching. It's not going to be great for Ocon. No, it's not going to be great for Ocon. But like the, 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 you know, I think the point that I was making earlier is that Hamilton kind of knows how to beat Vettel. And Vettel can be, you know, can be made unstable quite quickly. Give him another two or three races and, and Vettel can ride I off. I think his, he's already unstable. Yeah. He's just like... He's his mannerism. Just, just look at that thing growing on his upper lip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, clearly the work of an unbalanced man. <laughs> I mean, I don't... What possessed him to do that? I he agree. looks like... I don't know. He, he just looks like he should be. It doesn't know. look good. The, the the tash doesn't look good on him. <laughs> but like Vettel, I mean, sorry, Hamilton knows that he can uh, he can beat Vettel. But Hamilton doesn't know that he can beat Bottas, especially if Bottas wins the first race, gets the fastest lap, and takes him on the first corner. So it's going to be interesting because like uh, Hamilton has never had to contend against Bottas, and that's going to be a hard. Yeah, thing to do. but I don't I don't buy this theory because like I think Hamilton would never have even considered Bottas a threat. But that's so, the whole point. That do you he think that's even harder? I mean, yeah, because if you don't consider your teammate a threat, and then suddenly mm. they are, you've now got to figure out a, a, well, no, a okay. framework to right. beat him. Okay, uh, I can buy that. But like, if you accept the persona that Hamilton presents towards the media, which obviously is like totally fake. But if you accept that, um, from his view, it was like, no, no, I'm happy for the team. You know, Valtteri did a great job, great points for the team. And he basically just said, I fucked up the start. So I'm going to like, Figure that out. He basically said it was, you know, I messed up the start. That's all. No, he said something, he said something about that he's got, he's got a couple of ideas with the mechanics. So about, so yeah, about what happened at the start. Yes. But like, let me just put, point this out. If it was a problem with the start, I get that you could be jumped by him and you could end up in second place, which, which happened. But you don't end up 22 seconds behind. So that's something else. That's, you know? yes, that's a very good point. Like 22 seconds behind is, is, uh, is daunting and it's telling. Like, yeah, no, how, it, how does he get that gap? It, it shows that he's he he can fucking race Bottas. And I'll eat my words because I thought that 
he was essentially made from fucking tin and <laughs> and yeah. soldered fucking electronic parts, but he can race, man. He can race, and I'll be the first one to admit that I was wrong. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I think I think people knew that he had a lot of um, potential and you know the ability to be fast. Maybe not consistent or strong mentally, but to occasionally be fast or faster than his teammate. And he showed that last year too. He had some really good races that were snatched from him due to, you know, weird accidents or, you know, flat tires or whatever. Team, orders. team orders. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the potential was there, but, but the Hamilton was just so dominant and it was, it's, it had to be deflating for Valtteri to think that he had pole and have Hamilton just, and, and Hamilton also screwed up. He screwed up his first Q3 lap. And then for Hamilton to come in and put his second flyer in and snatch it, that was like just demoralized. I mean, it I would, would be, be demoralized. I would be demoralized, yeah. Yeah. And for, for Valtteri to come back and be like, oh, you know what, the race is tomorrow, to realize really it doesn't matter if you get pole because what matters is if you get a good start, if you're on the front row. It's true. It's right? true. I mean, and, and no one uh, show that doesn't show better than any driver than, than Weber. Weber would always get pole but then drop a, a place or two behind. Uh, when he was racing for for Red Bull, it was he would he would get pole, but then he would drop back one or two places. So it, yeah, and it happens. He, it happens to a lot of people. Yeah. Some people are just better at making it up at the start. But I mean, honestly, what I'm impressed by is not that he got the drop on him uh, at the start. What I'm impressed by is he pulled the gap really quickly. And like I think I I've, I think I looked at you like eight or nine laps in, and I was like. What? Yeah. <laughs> Is Bottas ahead by like 14 seconds? Yeah, we were both just dumbfounded yeah. um, by the lead that he I took. mean, that made no sense. I mean, there was a lot of cool action going on behind the scenes. And I literally just like didn't pay attention. Then I looked at the at the screen and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Is he actually had a Hamilton by that much? Yeah. It's and and he, uh, what was it? Was it Hamilton stopped, had stopped already? Or who who stopped second? The, uh, but they 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 pitted Hamilton first yeah, because yeah. they were scared that Vettel was going to get right. Yeah, the so, undercuts. Then, so then uh, then when 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 Bottas stopped, I was like, wait, uh, what's going on here? <laughs> like, did did Hamilton already stop? You're like, yeah, he already stopped. So, yeah, it yeah, was, it was weird. But um, also, let's mention about uh, Verstappen um, splitting splitting up. Um, well, yeah, okay, so he for. <laughs> That was pretty good. He didn't, I mean, he didn't split the Ferraris. He split Ferrari and yeah, Mercedes. He split Ferrari and Mercedes, and this looks like this. Uh, the new relationship with Honda is. Um, it, it's looking. It's, it's going to be a promising, fruitful relationship. Yeah. It, it looks promising. It looks very promising. I mean, I think. I mean, after this one race, one could say. Ricardo done fucked up. Yeah, yeah, you could say that. I mean, and we're okay. We're only at Melbourne. Yeah, yeah, like it's one race. It's one race, but to but see when when Vettel I know, I, I, and that him, was definitely like preying on on Ricardo's mind was is Honda actually gonna like bring it or are they just gonna fuck up the way they did with 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 McLaren? And I don't think anyone really completely expected Honda to be. Uh, to push the Red Bull, you know, to where it is right now. And like, granted, it's not that great because Ferrari has also dropped the ball, but like it legitimately outpaced the Ferraris. Yeah, on a straight line and, and traditionally. Yeah, on a, he overtook Red, on a straight, yeah. Yeah, and, and for Red Bull 
to be able to do that, they haven't been in their history. They haven't had an engine that's able to to fight on a straight line, and it's always been that their their aero has been dominant. So f- the fact that they've able been able to overtake a Ferrari on a, on a straight that's huge because that hasn't happened before. So uh, Verstappen mm-hmm. must be feeling pretty confident in his team, and you you might have to wonder. What's yeah. happening? I mean, let's touch on Ricardo. Um, yeah, that was. I mean, uh, he had a terrible. Like, he just have, didn't have a good qualifying. Uh, he he claimed that you know, he claimed that he made a mistake somewhere, and there was more in the car, and he was a bit disappointed because he believes the car uh, deserved to be in the top ten. But even if it did deserve to be in the top ten, that would have been like ninth, you know, ninth and tenth or something. Because yeah. like him and Hulk were very close, but they were also considerably. There, there was a bit of a gap to the rest of the field. And um, yeah, it's it's disappointing, especially I, I get why Ricardo, I've watched a lot of inter- interviews with him in the off season and I understand where he's coming from. And I understand uh, that he, he feels it was the best choice for him at the time, not just for the results this year, but for like, you know, long term. You know, they made an investment investment in him, but he's got to feel like shit for, yeah, he for basically to. like leaving. <laughs> and then also what kind of a, that was just a that was just really unlucky. Like he was offline for like a fraction of a second, yeah. And uh, a part of the grass or the or, or, the, or the tarmac like somehow ripped off his front wing. No contact yeah. with another car. No contact, and he he didn't go he didn't go wide. He just went like half of his car went off to the side off the track. Yeah. So yeah. it wasn't like he's he, the 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 car was fully off. It, it was like half or three three quarters of it went off to the side, and no it, more than what you would expect at no. a start, right? And yeah. it ripped it up violently, yeah, like violently. And and he, I mean, they retired him a few, a few laps later, which is you know that's tragic. Yeah, it was. Uh, they couldn't repair whatever damage had been done, obviously, but no. uh, and I mean, you, it's it's I mean, it's not how you want I mean, to be starting out your career at Renault but at least yeah I agree but at least it wasn't an engine failure you know like he took himself out basically that's true at least it wasn't some electronic failure yeah it was like it was like either an act of God or just like stupid driving whatever you want to say it was not he can't point the blame at Renault, so at least his first DNF was not Renault's fault. No, but, but I I'm feel sure like there I will just, be many that are. I feel like he just needed to finish this race just to put himself in the right headspace because yeah. to not be able to finish the first race doesn't. I mean, obviously he's trained mentally to bounce back from it, but yeah. I, I just feel like it, we know that Formula One is just a slow poke where it, there's 21 races. Am I am I wrong? 20. 21 this year. Yeah. 21 this year. So I, I think it's like a slow build, and like I think. Also, a lot of people are going to be right. There's going to be a lot of Hamilton haters and going to be writing him off. Yeah. Quick to jump on the bandwagon, but we all know Hamilton is is smart and he's he's building and hiding up in his tower and, and planning his you know, <laughs> his, his his next yeah. phase of his attack. So, uh, but I, I just feel like, for, especially for Ricardo, I feel like he just needed to finish the race just to put him on a good good start. So I hope that he can snowball some good momentum from here. Yeah, yeah, no, I because agree. I do love his smile. <laughs> I, I mean, I want to see him do well, and I was really, really hoping that Renault could bring it. You know, um, maybe not to Red Bull, but at least be, you know, to to beat the had the Hasses like soundly, and uh, just to have like to challenge a few times. And yeah, this it, was it was a bit disappointing. I would say it'd be a failure if if Haas keep 
uh, yeah, outperforming them, yeah. then then he's got to seriously consider what he, the decision that he made and hope yeah. that they 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 find a. Yeah, a, a technical advantage that that yeah. a miracle that's able to get them to the. But front they do. Again. They also do have just way more money, and apparently one of the big problems is the uh, the regulations on testing. I mean, to make racing, uh, to make Formula One a more interesting racing series, they've uh, limited the time that people can do testing and so forth. So you can't just throw money at the sport the way you used to be able to. Yes. Um, which is, in a way, I think Renault will find it kind of unfortunate, but at least there's going to be, he's got the guarantee that there's going to be pretty strong backing for a while. So that's good. Yeah, it's... Uh, but, but let's talk about, let's talk about Haas. Like, you know, speaking of teams that don't have a, a giant manufacturer behind them, it's kind of shocking how well um, they did last year. And I mean, the funny thing is everyone's an armchair expert on Haas now because of that Netflix documentary. Yeah, but which uh, everyone's like, everyone knows everything about the rivalry between Haas and Renault because that one episode. But yeah, and it, which I got a couple of texts from friends and <laughs> saying, "Oh, so Luke, this and that," and I'm like, oh, "Okay, just shut the." <laughs> it's not yeah. you know, but it's it, it's a good series. I'm not saying don't watch it, but yeah, no, it's great. But uh, and it's cool to get some of that behind the scenes. But it's funny how. The, you know they they've dramatized this rivalry, and then it's the first race of the season, and Hulkenberg and Magnussen also came together in this race. It was pretty cool. Yes, yeah. It but was. like like I don't think anyone expected after Q, like Q three, Grosjean and Magnussen were sixth and seventh. Yeah, like it, that's mental. It's it's mental, and like but what's funny is that it was mirror. And they must do well in Melbourne because they they qualified. Quite well, previous yeah, like and last. Yeah, they had a huge like problem with the pit stop, and, and they had the huge, and this year too, and then this year too they had another problem yeah. with the pit stop. So it's I like, wonder if it was the same guy. I uh, hope not, because I felt bad. No, I I'm, felt so bad for that guy because Gunther Steiner does not seem like the kind of boss that you want to have whenever you make even the smallest mistake. No, I mean, I, I think I saw that guy serving me at Denny's last week. I think I'm pretty sure he served me a chocolate milkshake. Um, <laughs> well, if he didn't last week, he probably will next week. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's good. I mean, Haas, uh, they're... But, they're yeah, they like wow, seriously, sixth and seventh. Yeah, it, it's great, and I mean Grosjean. We're we're, we're kind of split on this. I I think that the Grosjean has uh, immense skill, and he just hasn't been able to hone it in properly. But at least the he he overtakes very very well, um, and I think he I think he's got his starts under control now. I think. I think finally, after fucking five, six years in Formula One, he's I don't. Yes, yeah, I don't think it was ever just just stars. I just, I just think he makes. Um, he starts were decisions. erratic. Though. You know they were, but like that's also where most of your poor decisions show up if you make poor decisions, because it's really hectic and everyone's jammed in together. I think very quickly when you're in a Haas, especially last year's Haas and previous years, the field spreads out really fast. So it's like your weird idiosyncrasies and discrepancies driving. They don't really show up because there aren't that many cars around you or there's only like one ahead, one behind. The starts, there's a lot. So his mistakes kind of have bigger consequences, you know? But I yeah. think uh, he is, uh, he's definitely a talented driver. Um, I just think that he's... He just doesn't have the right kind of judgment, you know. Do you think that he'll be able to outperform Magnuson this year? I don't know. I mean, like you, you made the point that he's better than Magnuson on a good day. And, on a on and a good day. I mean, you know what? Maybe, but the net effect is if you're better than Magnuson on some days and worse on others, 
what really matters is the average, and I think his average is still below Magnuson. At Magnuson? That's an interesting point. Um, Magnuson is just consistent. He's more consistent and more reliable. And Grosjean is he's erratic. But you know what? Maybe maybe he's gotten rid of, like, look, look. Think about what we said about Bottas last year. I mean, he's he, a, was, he was a laughingstock. You know? Yeah, I mean, but oh, I'm just looking now. Grosjean was... Two two and a half tenths quicker than Magnussen yeah. for qualifying. That's yeah. That's he was a, he was definitely he was fast. He definitely beat his teammate. Yeah, this, like this, two this and a half tenths sure. is nothing to sneeze at. No, not at all. I especially no. He's he's he, all credit to him. Um, he he did a fantastic job this week this weekend completely. But uh, I don't know. I just I don't feel if I were a betting man and if I were putting money on these races. <laughs> I would not put money on Grosjean. All right, let's talk about uh, Danny Kravat and um, yeah, and, and that his triumphant ab- return to Toro Rosso and that abysmal, abysmal um, man called Pierre Gasly. <laughs> but they're not even the same team. But like, it almost feels like they were. It. I think it was. Yeah. It was looking like Danny was outperforming. Yeah, Gasly. like what the hell, like. First of all, Gasly didn't even like qual like he was seventeenth or something absurd. He right? had a, a, a very uh, he, so he had a bad qualifying. Fair okay. Not not bad like just uh, not even demoralizing. Just like pure embarrassment. All right, so pure embarrassment. You put that aside for one second, and you go, okay, he's had a shit qualifying. Then you would think, okay, yeah, you think he'd make up some some spots, right? What did what did Verstappen do or Ricardo do when they were down the ladder? Carved their their way through the field like a hot knife through butter, right? Yeah, he he was still seventeenth, sixteenth. He languished. Uh, He languished. It was disappointing. It was really disappointing. It wasn't even disappointing. It was like I thought there was a mistake in the statistics <laughs> yeah. i thought they weren't updating it right or something i was like in the, How is in the graphics on the tv <laughs> like wait like did they just get a digit wrong is he really eighth but it's showing 18th but it was yeah. no he was uh he was yeah he was he was it was it was terrible to see and i mean it it's like if you're gonna be he was staring down the barrel of mediocrity the whole race yeah you know? and i mean Red Bull, usually, like, they don't make uh, poor choices. I mean, okay, you know, it was a bad race. Like, last year, Bottas crashed in qualifying in Melbourne and really screwed up. Like, there are sometimes people make mistakes. But the thing is, it wasn't just, like, a one mistake and then he was off. He he was just not good. And, you know, may, maybe we're missing something. I mean, we're recording this pretty soon after the race. I don't know what happened to Gasly. I don't know if there was, like, an interview given where he said you know, my brake pedal wasn't working or something like that because I don't see anything else. No, it didn't like, seem... Like, what the hell? Like, because I, I feel No, like but, but he wasn't even... It wasn't just a bad day. It was like... It was like he was racing in another series. Yeah, it was almost like... Because I, I feel like that they would have noted that on the um, on the radio. If something was wrong, then they it would have given a bit of context as to why he was so fucking shit as a human race driver that they would have given something on the radio. But, like, it, it, they, they didn't. There was nothing to say, oh, okay, my fucking brake pedal's not working, the arrow's not good, this and that. He... I don't think he was involved in any little prangs um, that resulted in, in any like hindrance in performance. But yeah. it, like you said, it, w- it was like he was in a different class of series. And uh, I don't know, uh, have, they, have Red Bull made the wrong decision, right decision about the, the engine, but maybe wrong decision about their driver? 
Well, I mean, let's just acknowledge one thing though, that it wasn't really their decision. They had a, they had a contract in front of Ricardo and they had basically, I mean, if you believe the stuff that was said post decision to go to Renault, they had basically said like Daniel had a big list of like requirements and demands and there was a negotiation and eventually they basically put in front of him everything that was important to him and non-negotiable. Like they basically gave him what he wanted or so they claim. And he's the one who had this like weird epiphany on a plane ride and decided that he wasn't going to do it. So I think it wasn't their decision to hire Gasly. They would have preferred to keep Ricardo. Not being able to have Ricardo, they have these like weird rules about keeping it in the incestuous Red Bull family. Yeah, but it's not like Red Bull don't. That Red Bull are, are a like, team that that who? have someone waiting in the wings. That if Ricardo was to drop dead, it wouldn't <laughs> matter because they would just have someone. Uh, yeah. uh, it's a revolving no, I, door. I agree, but I mean, I, I think they picked the best of their options you by think far. That, yeah, really? because you because think that uh, Gasly is Gasly, the best of their options. Yeah, well, now. I mean, do you know of any other options? Like he was, he raced in Formula One last year. Right, that's uh, one one big difference to get Danny to get Kaivat back in. He but he was in a Toro Rosso, you know. Like uh, they could put him in a Toro Rosso, but like he hadn't. Like the thing is, last year Gasly proved himself. He did, and that's and that's yes, that's a good point. We're, so I am so forgetting. He, he was <laughs> how could you forget that? It was like it was literally. There's only been one race in between, <laughs> but no. but he he was no no he's okay. I'm shocked and disappointed. But I know he's going to bounce back because he is a really, really good racer. I just don't understand what happened to his brain. Okay, you're saying he's going to bounce back, but he can't have these types of race. He can't have no. more and than... And also, I picked him in my fantasy league, so he better he yeah. better bounce back. Well I'm, well, I'm hoping then for your sake that it, it doesn't happen because <laughs> I hope that you fail in your uh, fantasy league. But I'm saying that, that race that we just witnessed, he can't... If he does that another... Uh, that wasn't a racer. That was just... That was like my grandmother. Yeah, if he does that two or three more times... Then no, I, he's finished. Yeah, yeah, he'd be done because you, you can't have that standard. He need like I'm just going to put it towards the fact that he's in a in a big team now with a lot of resources, and he's just a bit uh, starstruck, and yeah. and he he's just getting used to you know to being in a in a in a proper team. Or, or yeah, but okay, so you know who also was in that position but was not starstruck, and actually did a pretty damn good job. Uh, was Leclerc. I was just about to say it. Damn it. Uh, but also, uh, it, like, interesting to note, Vettel tried to show him uh, on that oh, first yeah. corner. Just, uh, show like, him who's boss. Yeah, and I, I and, and then you made the very good point that uh, he he knew. He, he pushed Leclerc, but also knowing that Leclerc wasn't going to fight back yeah. on his first yeah, race. Yeah. He wouldn't do that. He would not have done that. Um, he might have done that to Kimi last year before around the time of Monza, but in the second half of the year when it was like Kimmy's uh, future was up in the air and like they were like suddenly racing, I don't think he would have done that to Kimmy. He wouldn't have just assumed like that Kimmy would give him a wide berth, but he definitely took like his, he, he flashed his seniority card. Yeah. And, and he was like, get the fuck out of my way. And I think that's, uh, that's not good by Vettel because you've only got, I don't think you've only got one of those cards and I think he, he flashed <laughs> he it a little bit. He played it too soon. He played it too soon. Yeah. I think, um, no, but I, no, I, I honestly, I don't know with, um, cause had he outperformed him yeah. in, 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 in qualifying and in racecraft, he wouldn't have needed to do that cause he would have been ahead of him, but maybe, but he I needed think to make a point. Yeah. But I think um, what my, my point is that I think that, um, I think that Leclerc is going to give him that wide berth for a long time, like at least like five races or something, you know, that's an arbitrary number, but I think mm -hmm. that, um, at least a quarter of the, the races he's going to be 
you know, showing deference and respect to, you know, um, to Vettel, who is like the big man on the team. And I think it won't be until some like results fall his way or he has like an amazing qualifying or something where he, he will start to develop attitude. Because I think right now he's just grateful to be at Ferrari. I just he's not going to risk an incident. I think he just needs to out-qualify Vettel once or twice. Oh, he, he will. And he wasn't, soon, well, he, I, don't, I don't believe he was that far off. He wasn't that far off. And as soon as he out-qualifies Vettel, that's, his, uh, that's the trick up his sleeve. And that's when he's going to start f- showing his fucking cojones a little bit. And that's when he'll fight back against Vettel. Once he out-qualifies him, he's not going to give up a spot to Vettel or give an inch to him on that racing line on the first corner. So yeah, I would. Um, as soon as he gains that confidence, and let's hope that he can do that before the summer break. Let's hope he can start doing that before the summer break. Yeah. Because um, so yeah, he was. I think it was two and a half, two and a half tenths off in qualifying. Yeah, he was. He was not. It wasn't much, and that's just because Vettel is an unbelievable qualifier. Put yeah, that is true. Um, is. So it, it's it's going to be a tough task. To yeah. Out- so Vettel had a one twenty one one nine. And Leclerc was a one twenty one four four two. So yeah, he's got a bit of work close. to do. Yeah. yeah, he's got a bit of work, but it's. Uh, oh yeah, no, but it's it's it's. Uh, I don't. Th- okay, so he didn't he didn't start out the year blowing anyone away because like we thought maybe that might happen. He might actually like come out of the gate really strong. Yes, yeah. but he's definitely not like oh well you know he's a rookie he's got a lot a lot of room to grow like he was. And he fully admitted, he was like, yeah, I screwed up my, you know, my, my lap in Q3. I'm not very happy with it, but, you know, whatever shit goes on. Um, that means if a driver says they screwed up, that's at least a tenth, a tenth and a half. Yeah. So I think he's, he's definitely going to be giving, he's going to be pushing Vettel this year, which is a good thing for the sport. So. And I would love to see them both fighting before the summer break. So... You you mentioned this, and I was kind of hoping that he would be able to like overtake Vettel, and Vettel apparently had a car a problem with his car, so it was totally possible if there was just a few more laps left. But how great would it have been to see Bottas and Leclerc both trump their masters? Yeah, it would have. It, it just would have been triumph of the Padawan over the master. Tasty, delicious, tantalizing <laughs> end to the Melbourne Grand Prix. Grand Prix yeah. If uh, if they had done that, and I mean. Um, it, yeah. it would have been, it would have been good, but I'm I'm happy with Bottas. That that's good. Leclerc, I can uh, I'll be I'll be patient with, but I don't think Leclerc's too far behind. I, th- I no, think no, no, yeah. I think uh, within the when they hit Asia, I no, think we have a, we have a really good uh, season ahead of us um, in terms of team rivalry, like within team rivalry. The one yeah, thing to worry really about good. is the inter team rivalry because right now it feels like three series one was just like mercedes the two two teammates against each other and then it's like both ferraris versus both red bulls although gasly couldn't press the gasly pedal this (laughs) this, uh this race Uh, that's a good singer so um yeah so like red bull and ferrari are in one series mercedes is all ahead by themselves and then it's like literally just like everyone else yeah which is actually the more exciting race series like like they actually covered the midfield battle way more than the you know battle of the front this yeah. race. Oh, and just to point out, <clears throat> I think I said this to you during the race, there was a battle for 13th going on and like <sighs> Pierre fucking Gasly was nowhere in mm. that battle for 13th. So <laughs> yeah. That that was when yeah. I that was when I thought something was wrong when there was a battle for 13th going and Gasly wasn't even in contention for that. And that was like 15 to 17 laps in and he should have been up at that battle by that point because like Verstappen and Ricardo would have been. 
yeah. they by that time they would have been battling for that. So, yeah. uh, so just to you know backtrack, but that was when I found that it was worrying. But, yeah, no, definitely. It um, was. What do you think with McLaren, like Lando? Um, so I think um, science got screwed in qualifying because he was right behind Kubica, who hit the wall and like lost suspension or got a flat or something. Um, and he was really impeded. His progress was impeded, so he didn't even make it uh, into Q3. Um, well, he did very bad in qualifying. So I don't think that's representative of his form. Um, but I do think, not, I believe Lando Norris like squeezed that car yeah. somewhere that it didn't belong. To finish uh, 12th, it, it, yeah. they've, they've taken, uh, the good thing I is. I mean, he qualified in 8th. Yeah. I remember that. And yeah, he qualified in 8th. And what was his time, if we can. Uh, his, his qualifying time? Yeah. Uh, it was 122.304. Yeah. It was uh, uh, 10 hundredths off of uh, Reckonance time. Yeah, very close. 122.304. Yeah, and, yeah. and that's, that's good. It's showing that they've made... Uh, Two tenths uh, off the house. Yeah, and that's, a, that's a huge step from last year. Oh yeah, gigantic, and it's they're midfield the, battlers now. The, yeah, and it's the reason that it's not it doesn't didn't feel that impressive up front was that uh, science wasn't also able to do that. But exactly. I think that was but I think that was an accident. Yes. So I think, uh, but I do. You know what? After this race, I'm. I mean, it's easy to say in retrospect, but I would kind of expect Norris to outperform Science this year. You know, That's an interesting point. Most uh, of the way through, I think so. Yeah, I, I mean, I'll, I would probably uh, agree with you 70%. Mm-hmm. I don't think science is... I don't I, think he's a bad driver. I just don't think he's great. Yeah, I don't think... Yes, you're right. He's not remarkable. He's no, you know, he's no Alonso. I don't yeah. even think he's a Hulkenberg, so... No, whereas... I think he was soundly beat by Hulkenberg last year. Yes, he was. Like, it was... Okay, maybe not soundly. It, it, it wasn't, like, an unfair fight, but I think... There was no debate that Hulkenberg outperformed him last year. Yeah, exactly, and and I think um, Norris. I, I think he's. I think he's got some potential. I think he's good. So I think yeah, and and the the sad part is that apparently like, was it? I don't know. Was it GP two? Like, what's the series that uh, Russell and Norris both competed in last year? GP two. Uh, yeah. So didn't Russell win? I think Russell won. Yes. And like. Uh, <laughs> How ironic is it? Like it's un- it's almost like unfair, but it's all the weird like politics of like driver development and stuff that uh, Norris is sitting in a McLaren and George Russell's sitting in a sitting in a I don't even like it's he's basically in the in the <laughs> the craft services car yeah. you know like it's <laughs> for the whole, for the whole paddock he's he's running sandwiches yeah it's um it's it's like he's running a fucking like a hot dog <sighs> cart that's it, that's it's uh it's also let's just point out that the um the williams car <laughs> i swear to god that livery has to make that car like at least 2 seconds slower it's the most hideous thing I've seen in my entire time of my life ever watching Formula yeah, One. Yeah, it's like someone going through a breakdown and they color like a part of their hair, like a strand of it, their with hair. The, yeah, with like crayons. Yeah, it's... Um, it's like when they're just dragging the crayon over the piece of paper so fast that like half the crayon like melts away because they're just like <laughs> scribbling onto it. And that's like, that's what the Williams car looks like to me. It's um, it's just, a travesty. I mean, <clears throat> it, it's not good to put it that way. And no, the, the Force <laughs> India makes it look el- like the Force India looks elegant by comparison. And, and the Force India looks fucking shit. Well, not Force yeah. India. They're called Racing, Racing Point, Point now. Yeah. But um, they actually had their um, launch party in, in Toronto. 
uh, a few weeks back. Oh, really? Yeah, at the auto show. I considered going, but I was like, I don't want to go to Racing Point's launch. Like, yeah. I hate that team. No, it's not. I mean, if you would have texted me and saying, hey, Luke, let's go to the Racing Point fucking show, and I, I, I probably would have said fuck off. Well, <laughs> maybe not if I had free tickets. <laughs> no, I probably would have taken you up on that. Yeah. But uh, I want to point back, just going back to Williams, is that uh, – I, I, I did watch a few episodes of the, the Netflix series and um, that is recently aired. Yep. And <clears throat> Claire Williams was stating in an interview that they were starting from, I don't know, where the, probably they were probably they were starting last. Mm-hmm. And she was saying, oh, let's hope that we have a, have a crash or we have, a, have an incident at turn one. And <clears throat> I've yeah. got to say that I just don't agree with, I don't subscribe or agree with that type of attitude or belief to say, oh, let's hope that there's an incident at turn one so we can make up places. As a team owner and principal, you you shouldn't be hoping for incidents to happen on turns three. Yeah, and you four shouldn't be hoping to, for other people's <coughs> failure for your own success. Yeah, yeah. and and I just that comment yeah. really rung true as to she's uh, no Frank. No, she's, she's no, no Frank, Frank. And, and, and it rungs and it, and it just it, it shows why they've uh, been such a dismal um, yeah. team I, I these mean, this last decade. And when you've got that type of attitude, yeah. um, it's sad. It's yeah, sad. it's 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 sad. So I. And I, I know what I'm most sad about is like not even Williams. I would like Williams to be good again. Um, they are such an important so part I. of the history. But like for me, what bothers me more is the fact that Kubica clawed his way back into Formula One after Literally, terrible, with his claw. <laughs> terrible tragedy, like absolute tragedy. And it's a it's a great story that he managed to find his way back into Formula One, and how how demoralizing must it be for him and also how disappointing is it for the fans to say he finally got his way back into the team literally the worst team so it like it makes his com- it, it diminishes his comeback yeah and, and it's sad because I'm convinced one of his biggest fans pre pre uh, accident yeah, yeah. and and it's like okay you're going to be going in a team that's that's down the bottom but it's not it's not just that they're yeah, they're in a yeah. team that's so far behind that they can't even be competitive for the next three or four races so it's no yeah. they're seconds behind like yeah. they were i don't know what they were like two or three seconds down yeah it was it was over 2 Sorry, seconds yeah. in qualifying but yeah. i mean and in the race i don't even know what they're I, God knows how many laps down they were. Like at least they I, were lapped for sure. I'm right? so. pretty sure they're still finishing up. I'm pretty sure Kubitz <laughs> is still at Albert Park. Still, I think he's on lap fifty at the moment. <laughs> but it's it is you're you're totally right. It's like he comes back. Yeah. So and pl- it's, plus it's, two. Plus, okay. So Russell was two laps down. Kubica was three laps down. That's just horrifying. Yeah. It's. I mean, uh, I know that Kubica had <laughs> incidents, and he had to like. I don't know what happened. He had to pull in a couple of times, but still, that's that's embarrassing. No, all the other lap teams were a lap down, and they were two and three laps down. Like yeah. that's, it's not even, yeah. It's, you're not even a backmarker at that point. You're just a you're just a piece no, of metal that's move, getting. You're a moving chicane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I blame it, I blame it all on the on the livery. But uh, was so, there a safety car that came out? You know what. I don't remember one. I don't think so. No, that's that's quite so. a... Which is shocking. It is because it's, Absolutely it's shocking. known for Melbourne yeah. is to have a, a safety yeah. car. So, I actually really, I mean, I, I really enjoy that track. Uh, having, I mentioned to you that anytime I've ever played an F1 game on the computer or PlayStation or whatever, it's always the first race of the season. 
And so I know it the best because I always like keep doing the same race over and over again to get a better time. <laughs> you, don't, you don't make it pass fucking yeah. Melbourne because you just yeah. want to get the best time. Because I can't. Because <laughs> I can't. So I'm stuck in a loop and I just keep playing Melbourne. It um, is a cool track. It's a really yeah. good track. I think I, you like the track more than more than me probably. Uh, I mean, I, I would be proud of that track <clears throat> as, as my home race. If I were Australian, I am not proud of Montreal. I think it's one of the worst tracks uh, on the calendar. I think, I think the race... Attending the race is fantastic. A great atmosphere in Montreal, especially in the summer in yeah. Canada. But like, and I think that's where we ugh. differ because uh, attending terrible, attending terrible the race. race in Melbourne, it's fun. But when we both went to the race last year, yeah, I had a lot more fun because there's so many there's, there's yeah, real racing fans there. Yeah, you don't yeah. get that same. And uh, I don't think you get that what we experienced in Montreal. You don't get that in Austin either. No, you wouldn't get it in Austin, and you would, and you right. don't get it in Melbourne. I mean, they, yeah. they they do come out because it's it's a nice day out. It's summertime. But, yeah, but, but the interesting thing is now, like I would say, I really like Melbourne as a track, even though it's a street circuit. And honestly, Austin is actually really damn good for a U.S. Grand Prix. Like the the places they've had it before when they had it at like Indianapolis with the. Um, they had like a weird infield section because they tried to make a track out of an oval. It was that's right. It, yeah, it was it was horrifyingly bad. But yeah, so I am a, I'm a fan. I'm definitely a fan of Elbert Park. Uh, I'm familiar with it. I like. It's got a lot of like quick switch turns and you know um, really bumpy high speed corners. Um, yeah, I'm definitely a fan. Yeah, Not it's as hard much to as overtake though. You don't have a lot of overtaking yeah, opportunities. Yeah, it's true. And you know what's good as a street circuit for overtaking? There's only one good street circuit for overtaking, and that's Baku. Yeah, well, Mr. Azerbaijan. Yeah, like I, yeah, it's a big life goal for me to attend that race. I think it would be fantastic. But yeah, no, I, lo I love Australia. I love the fact that it's the first out of the gate. It's actually kind of cool that Australia gets that like honor. It is. Know? And and I, and I feel as a, as a Formula One, an Australian Formula One fan, it, it feels pretty cool to be able to kick off the season because there's so much excitement and it just kickstarts everything. And, and sometimes you, you, you get a, a shitty processional race yeah. and, and yeah. there's not a lot of I wouldn't say I wouldn't say this one was <coughs> that processional. No, I mean, no. This, this one was good. This one was really good. Um, but the, just the fact that it's the first out of the gate for the season is enough in itself to enjoy the weekend. And uh, yeah, yeah it, was, and it, it was cool to see where the teams are. I mean, that's the biggest thing, right? Exactly. It's like it's, after all this shit that happens in the summer and all the switching around, yeah. where is everyone? And like, I think honestly, like there's not that many surprises. I would say that um, after initial winter testing and after FP1 and FP2, People were thinking, wow, like Alfa Romeo is higher than we expected them to be with their weird front wing design that everyone's talking about. And I think they definitely, um, they, I wouldn't say they impressed, but they, they held their own. Um, but They yeah. held ground. Yeah. yeah. So, But I, I don't think they were, they didn't have like a shockingly good performance. No, the way not that, at all. I would say yeah. Haas. Ha yes, we were, we were surprised by Haas's performance. Like yeah. we were astounded, and yeah, and, and like and, and also kudos to Hulkenberg for making for for bringing the car home in seventh because I think he actually pushed that car yeah. a little further up than <clears throat> it should have been. Yeah, that, that's interesting. I'm going to watch that with with great interest. Um, and and but also, I mean, Reckon it was eighth. I don't think anyone expected him to do that well either. No, and you made a, made a point. You, you're saying that he's going to be a, 
a fixture in the points this year. Um, I think so. I mean, like based on his interviews and based on their free practice times and the testing, I think the car is good. And I think he said that there was uh, some issue with the car where he was disappointed with, uh, you know, his final lap. But like if he says that he believes the car can be quicker, you know, I, I usually believe drivers when they say that. And so, but, yeah, but for him, and, quicker, and especially someone like Kimi, right? Yeah. And, but for him to say quicker, and then you look at the, the order, it's like literally quicker. He basically doesn't have much wiggle room. Like if he was eighth in this race, then he's talking about maybe coming in seventh. Yeah. I think six would be like a huge coup, like when Leclerc would do that last year. So I think between seven and nine, or even seven and 10, is pretty good for that car. And I think it's going to make, it's going to make top 10, like maybe like, 70% of the time, 60% of the time. Yeah. Like, I think he's, I think he's going to be up there. I think, um, I think what's interesting to me right now, honestly, is, is, um, and not just because of the Netflix documentary, but I think the midfield battle is actually, it's crazy intense right now because there's two McLarens, uh, which are apparently not bad this year. Yeah. There's two Renaults that can be pushed up to the top. A couple of Haases. There's a couple of Haases and the Saubers and like probably Giovinazzi is not going to be, you know, good enough or experienced enough driver to bring it up there. But but Kimi is. So and that's a lot of drive. And, and the Toro Rosso. Yes. And I was just, I was just about to say that it was yeah. like the, the Toro Rosso's will now have a second season of Honda engines under its belt. Yeah. So. And it, they're running the same engine as, as the as the you know, mothership team. Yeah, exactly. So their their performance is is going to be good too and and uh yeah, yeah it's 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 going to bring up i think we're in for a really really tasty season yeah i'm <laughs> i'm definitely looking forward to all this shit that happens in between the races because people are going to start talking about the parts and who's bringing what and what happened like why ferrari is slow and but you know what else i just want and we're going to be like there's going to be so much where's waldo <laughs> spotting this year yeah it's uh Oh, it was it was good. Uh, you know, I must say that the, the new Netflix documentary was good because we, we've both we both have been trying to explain to our friends that how how good this uh, this, <laughs> this this sport is and what it yeah. encompasses. And I don't think people really understood it because they didn't understand that it's actually a soap opera. Yeah. Yes, there's there's cars racing around for 50, 60, 70 laps, but you look behind this and in all the media and yeah. there's so much of a soap opera. Yeah. And I had a couple of friends and go, holy, holy shit, is this what happens? And I go, yeah, man, you could, <laughs> this series could be done like each year. Every, yeah, and, absolutely. And it would be, it's better than any other reality fucking Jersey yeah. Shore shit. This is people with yeah. real skills and real personalities. And the, the fact that they're bringing in uh, one point for the, for the, an extra point, oh, yeah. championship point for the fastest lap. Yeah. Like you're going to have people that are, that are already, winning a race by a fucking country mile but they're going to be so determined because of their personalities and their arrogance that they're willing to pit once they're, they're leading a race so they can get that extra championship point just like uh, Bottas wanted to do today like yeah. it, it, you've got so many big personalities and it was just really it was really good to uh, I think finally a f uh, the penny dropped for a few friends that they were just like oh this is actually a really cool yeah. sport <laughs> there was mayhem in the last like <clears throat> few laps of this race and yeah. people were like trying to like <laughs> They're like, oh, well, fuck it, we didn't, we're not gonna win. Let's let, like, like try to make if they had enough of a gap or whatever, they tr try to go in on low fuel or change tires to get the fastest lap. I think it's actually cool, and it's um, like a qualifying yeah. in the last fucking so, four so, or five laps. So, so one thing that I wonder though is, okay, when they say oh, it's twenty one points, that sounds like a lot, but over the course of twenty one races, right? It's it's one point. It's so, one point. So yeah. it's it's not. 
it's not big enough. I would say if they costed it a little bit higher, like let's say two points or three. Oh, three might be too much. But three like might be too much. But two would be, you would see some shenanigans. Definitely. Yeah. If, if, you, if you do two points for the fastest lap, yeah. then you'll be seeing uh, another, yeah. like it would be like a, a hot qualifying lap yeah. in the last yeah. two or three yeah. laps of the race. And that will just cause. That's good for the spectators. I mean, it's it amazing. Is. And it's actually funny how they, they interviewed Max and they asked him about it. And he was like, clearly not very happy <laughs> that Bottas snatched it back. Yeah, well, they, those two were traditionally getting the fastest laps last year. I mean, Bottas was always yeah, yeah. crying in second. Like mm, and- There were a couple of times that he would get fastest lap, but I don't remember other than Sochi, a place that he, you know, would keep the fastest lap because Hamilton would always like snatch it away. Like a, it's like there are two kids playing in the sandbox and any any little toy that Valtteri would, any little truck that he would like to play with, Hamilton would just like literally not even want to play with it, but just look over and see the Valtteri had it and like snatch it from him. That's how I felt <laughs> about last year. It's, a, it's like he didn't need to, to get fastest lap this race, but he still did it. <laughs> so I'm, I'm happy for him, you yeah. know, like... Uh, he should spend more time with his dogs, you know? He should because whatever he's doing, it's working and uh, it's great. Yeah. And I just hope that Gasly can, not just for the Fantasy League, but I really, I really hope he picks up the pace because I don't, I, don't want, I don't want to see Max unchallenged. It's not, it's not good for his development either and he's just going to become an insufferable prick yeah, if, he's, I, if he's just like I, walking around like top dog, hot shit on that team. He needs somebody to push him and I think Gasly can do it. I just don't know. I don't know what the hell happened. I don't know if he needs someone to push him, man. I think him splitting up. uh, No, no, I'm not saying he needs it because he's underperforming. I'm saying that it pushes everyone to greater. I mean, Senna, uh, Senna had Prost as a teammate, so you know, I think that was uh, kind of instrumental to you know pushing him and inspiring him to be constantly be better. And I think it's going to be good for Hamilton if Bottas stops to like basically, uh, you know, stops being a, a bottom feeder like he was. He was like the that weird fish that cleans the fish tank yeah. <laughs> last year. <laughs> he he certainly is. It's uh, uh, but no, but like he really like I'm I'm looking forward to it. And it was cool good. that he actually said in the interview he was like. I'm looking forward to the next race. Literally, he's already thinking about the next race. Yeah, it's great. And I mean, we got Bahrain in two weeks. And um, yeah, it's, it's crazy how quickly the season starts. Yeah. Um, and, and then what? Shanghai, right? And then Shanghai. So it's uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be yeah. it's going to be a, a, a fun couple of weeks. And um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this season. Yeah, me too. It's um, I hope this is, you know, a sign of, of, of more to come. I, th- I hope Ferrari catches up a little bit. And I hope Gasly stops uh, sucking. And yeah. <laughs> I hope it's like literally just like six cars mixing it up at the front. And, um, and then the, the three mid-tier teams just yeah. fucking do oh, tussling. It. Yeah. yeah, seriously. So the one thing is like, it's not likely that Ferrari will just come right back, you know, in the, in the next two races. But uh, I think at least, at least we're going to have a battle at the front as opposed to Hamilton being, you know, 10 seconds ahead of Bottas every race. So. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's the good thing that as as, as long as as long as Bottas is fighting and and Ferrari it can just it gives Ferrari a bit of time to cuz if they're splitting up the points and and Bottas is is winning a couple of races yeah. then Hamilton yeah. can't jump out of the blocks and and it means it gives Ferrari a little bit of time to get their shit in order and uh Yeah. it's it's good, but Yeah, definitely, you know, 
I definitely think the beard is making him faster. So let's hope he doesn't shave it. That's it. All right. Well, uh, it's been a great episode. It's great to be back. Yeah. Um, yeah so I'll, uh, we'll see you all in Bahrain. Yeah. See you in, in two weeks' time.